This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, with all the focus on cybersecurity, it seems agencies' buildings may not be as secure as they should be. GAO finds over $200 billion in wasted property purchased by agencies. And agencies will get to continue using their direct hire authority from the pandemic days. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Federal building alarm systems and security cameras are falling short of expectations, but just how short? Well, that's unclear from a heavily redacted report released by the General Services Administration Inspector General this week. Auditors reviewed the security systems and cameras at 14 federal buildings and seemed to find they were in various states of disrepair. One of the IG's recommendations is for GSA to implement a plan to repair, replace, and even install security cameras and alarm systems as part of a nationwide assessment. The IG also says GSA and the Federal Protective Service should revise their memorandum of understanding to clearly identify who's responsible for maintaining these systems. The Government Accountability Office found $206 billion of waste in government spending on personal property, like office chairs and cars, between 2016 and 2020. GAO found agencies use only 8% of the over 2.6 million excess items. Recommendations include promoting the maximum use out of excess property and advising agencies to review their internal guidance on considering excess property. Tuesday's report comes two weeks after Comptroller General Gene Dodaro addressed the Senate with ways to limit government overlap earlier this month. USPTO invests in a foundational piece of its zero-trust architecture. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has those details. With what may be the first of its kind in the federal sector, the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office goes all-in on SASE, or Secure Access Service Edge. Jamie Holcomb is the CIO at the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, and he explains why this is the first foundational piece of the zero-trust architecture that they can actually act upon. I like SASE as that architectural philosophy to ensure that we can identify users and devices and apply the policy-based security controls to the applications and ensuring that our data is secure. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. Agencies need to prepare for a big change to a widely used email and collaboration service. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday has more. Microsoft will start disabling basic authentication for Exchange Online services starting on October 1st. And the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency is making sure agencies are ready. In new guidance, CISA lays out the steps agencies should take to determine to what extent they still rely on basic authentication if they haven't already. Microsoft announced the October 1st deadline last year. The company says basic authentication is one of the most common ways its customers are compromised, and it's shifting to methods that support multi-factor authentication. Justin Doubleday. Federal News Network. The Social Security Administration is looking to replace its current system for managing public records requests. SSA is among the agencies phasing out the FOIA online case management solution. In a request for information, SSA says the new system should allow its FOIA analysts to communicate directly with public requesters. It also should be compatible with an electronic payment system like pay.gov. SSA is looking for responses by July 6th. 
The Biden administration wants to hear your ideas about sustainability at the first federal sustainability solutions forum. Federal Chief Sustainability Officer Andrew Mayock asks all federal workers and contractors to share their journeys and experiences with sustainability during their careers in the public, private or nonprofit sectors. Mayock says the government needs to learn from and copy the successes achieved in the private sector, whose efforts surpassed those of the government during the last few years, to combat climate change while customizing the ideas to scale across the government. The Veterans Affairs Department adopts Login.gov to improve online customer experience for veterans. With Login.gov, veterans can now use the same username and password to access VA.gov, MyHealthEVET, and VA's Health and Benefits Mobile. The service also allows veterans to use the same credentials to access services across multiple federal agencies, including the VA, the Office of Personnel Management, and the Small Business Administration. VA's adoption of Login.gov meets a key goal of the Biden administration's executive order on improving customer experience. The agency in charge of the Thrift Savings Plan is trying to keep up with high call volumes to customer service. Federal News Network's Drew Friedman tells us how. Another 100 staff members are likely heading to TSP's Customer Service Center. The TSP board has so far added 320 representatives, now up to a total of 800 employees. That's a 66% increase to the agency's call center and a record high for the board. The staff increase is an effort to alleviate unprecedented delays in hold times after a major TSP update on June 1st. Drew Friedman, Federal News Network. Agencies get an extension for hiring temporary employees in response to the COVID-19 pandemic. The Office of Personnel Management says agencies can continue to use a special hiring authority to add short-term staff through March 1, 2023. OPM says agencies have an ongoing need to hire short-term workers to meet both their missions and responsibilities related to the pandemic. Agencies may continue to fill positions on a temporary basis for up to one year. They can also extend the appointments for an additional year if needed. Sean O'Donnell has been serving as the Pentagon's acting inspector general for more than two years, but the Government Accountability Office says he has not had the authority to serve in the position since last November, and his initial appointment also violated federal law. GAO's findings are based on its own new interpretation of the Federal Vacancies Reform Act, a law designed to limit how long acting officials can serve in Senate-confirmed positions. DOD's OIG says it's still reviewing the opinion. The Pentagon has not had a Senate-confirmed inspector general since 2016. DOD and the Air Force are teaming up with historically black colleges and universities to create a new research center. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni reports. The military's 15th Academic Research Center will focus on tactical autonomy, helping the Defense Department develop technologies that include independent computer systems. The Air Force is committing $12 million a year for five years to the center. DOD will add another $2 million for those five years. The organization will be a consortium of historically black colleges and universities, furthering DOD's push for diversity and inclusion. The Pentagon hopes to use the center to help schools build out their research capabilities and recruit a more diverse workforce. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. The Joint Staff approves the military's first ever accredited space exercise. The Space Force's Space Flag exercise joins other approved exercises like the Air Force's Red Flag and the Navy's Fleet Synthetic Training as programs providing capability to provide realistic environments in a joint context. In total, there are 37 accredited joint training programs. And the Supreme Court rejects a challenge to higher mail rates at the Postal Service. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. The Supreme Court denies a petition from the National Postal Policy Council to review a federal appeals court's ruling from last year. 
The U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit found last November that the Postal Regulatory Commission struck a careful balance when it allowed USPS to set mail rates higher than the pace of inflation. The commission, however, is re-examining its decision to grant greater pricing flexibility to USPS under a provision of the fiscal 2022 omnibus spending bill. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White. Reconnect with a carpool or van pool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply.